And we are live with our 52nd episode of Absolute AppSec. I'm Ken Johnson at CK Tricky on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Seth Law at Seth Law on Twitter. Seth, say hi. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the podcast. This is number 52. Uh, this week, we are joined once again by Chris, uh, by Colonel Onage on Twitter. Um, I, I think we've done his origin story before, so, you know, We'll, we'll dive in and we'll have more discussions and Chris, feel free to jump in whenever we, we get to that point. Okay. Um, we're excited to, I don't know, man, I, like I'm excited for today to talk through things. There's a couple of things that popped up in the last week. I know we've got our AppSec Minute, um, but please join us, jump into either, you know, DM us on Twitter, jump into the Slack channel or even the YouTube uh, site itself. Ken and I will be monitoring or I will, because as you can see, Chris is in the room with Ken. Uh, they, they decided not to invite me this time, which is kind of jerky, but you're always invited, man. Just got to get on that plane. And I just drove, just gotta 10, get on, I just drove 10 minutes to get yeah. here. So it's easy. Yeah. If you don't know, Chris and I live like right by each other. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah, sure. I know, sure. I, know you, I know you know that Seth. I just mean for people watching me and we live real close. Yeah. So, so if you want to find those two, go to Nova somewhere and, you know, Watch the I, I don't know BJJ yeah the jujitsu places whatever yeah <laughs> jujitsu and uh, yoga and um because uh, you're you're still doing yoga at all you know they closed they moved it to the other gym I haven't been going like I should but oh, you're at the gym though you go to the gym so yeah I'm at the that's, gym awesome. that's something. Oh, oh, that's, that. That, 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 that's something. There you go. Yeah, I'm fighting, no, fighting, that was really nice of Ken to say. Fighting hard against genetics to try to like. Uh, uh, put that that weight gain at bay as long as possible. Yeah, we've so, talked about the military wasn't easy on your body either. Yeah, so no, that's all broken. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, there was one thing from last week that we were talking about, Ken, that I wanted to bring up. Um, like, I, I know you and I were saying, oh, we never see XML anymore. And it, just like Murphy's Law, right? There, this recent assessment that I've been in, I just found like XML injection and XML deserialization vulnerabilities <laughs> in a code review, right? was like, ah, it, it, inevitably, right? Is it, That's what always happened. And I know like uh, even Kevin Cody was giving us crap on Twitter about it, that, hey, XML's everywhere still. He's right, you know, I, it's just you and I that hadn't seen it recently. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it's not like, it, it, it depends on what you're doing, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's not super common, but it, you know, I, I think like, it, this, this is something we responded with on Twitter was like, oh, and speaking of Twitter, uh, Chris, if you, Real quick before I respond to that, if you want to tweet at Chris to get him to answer your questions, just tweet uh, at Carnal Ownage. Um, and Seth, if you could like post his uh, Twitter handle or the link to his Twitter profile um, on the YouTube chat or something like that, it'd be great. But, um, yep, I will. but in response to that, um, yeah, so Kevin, Kevin was like, oh, okay, you know, I see it. But like, I think that's definitely common with consultants, but not like, you know, I do blue team. I have the same set of like, I mean, there's new apps we develop, but it's like the reasons for using XML. Like, I don't know. It depends on where you're at. I don't see a lot of reasons to use XML and day to day stuff that we develop. I mean, that's probably the drawback of being internal. Anything is yeah. versus being a consultant. You, you get really good at the tech that your company uses, but not so much tech your company doesn't use. Yeah. We're being a consultant here. It's what, whatever shows up that week. Right. 
Fortunately or unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that's not always good because sometimes you're like, I have no idea how this works at all. And you spend the weekend before like reading everything you can on the tech, but I'm sure nobody else does that. Yeah, yeah. But I did that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it before where you have like, you have to learn your, you have to learn what you're assessing, why you're assessing it. Just like, that's where the blog came from too, was like, I would, I would go long periods of time before I saw cold fusion or Oracle. And I wouldn't remember because right. You're, you're focused on whatever technologies is in front of you that week. So a lot of the blogs started with like, well, I'm not going to, can't, you can't retain everything about everything, but you need to have it somewhere. You can go grab it. And I just, yeah. used my, and I was just telling you, I just use your blog post SQL map, the SQL, because I'm like, all of these show get requests, get requests. I go to, your post actually pops up on Google for post requests using SQL map. And I cracked, cracked up cause you wrote every effing tutorial, you know, uh, on, on the internet is, is get request based yeah. and yeah, nothing for lazy ass bloggers, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's like, I think we all do that. Right. I don't know. I was just thinking about like, I've got like a whole series of cheat sheets that I just need to turn into blog posts because they're, they're super useful. Like, and it's little stuff. I mean, there was one recently, Kevin Cody was hitting me up about some mobile stuff, like how to convert hex, you know, a, like a P list that's in hex, hex encoded back to a P list format. And there's tools to do that, but you do it mm-hmm. once every like six or seven months and you just don't remember that. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's a super easy process. And that's, that's usually what it is. Is It's super easy to do, but when you have to spend 20 minutes or half an hour on Google to figure out exactly what, what it was that you did, or you're digging through your bash history file. That's, that's never a good thing. Right? Never, never. But anyway, so XML still out there. Yes. Yeah. Jessica, Kevin, you guys were right. Uh, I ran into a serialization boom with it just recently. Uh, the interesting thing was, is it was, it wasn't like a, I, it was the, it was integration with another service. Just, uh, somebody had their audio on. That was me. I want to see any, how many people or if anybody was here listening. It's all. It's always. It's always on my end that you have the problems with oh. audio feedback. So volume, volume down. Jeez, guys, never. Yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, like I was just saying that uh, it was a it was integration point, right? So it wasn't the the service itself or the application itself that I was looking at. It was something that was integrating with on the back end, where they were. Uh, where they had to accept the XML and then pass it through, but they were deserializing it in their application before they passed it back to the the back end. And that's where I found the vulnerability. So anyway, it's always, you know. Yeah, related to that, I was, I was just talking about you guys and your training on the Grumpy Sec podcast of like, um, now that I'm doing more DevOpsy stuff, I've like seen this huge gap that I have that I never got, which is what you guys have been doing like like the last decade really which was the like hybrid code reviews and having source and the app to mess with and finding bugs that way and um yeah like my manager at work this dude's a fucking beast and he he'll he he finds bugs by reviewing the code and then writes exploits for stuff and i was just like i need to be able to do that so uh, i'm really interested in like trying to find time to take your guys's course uh the offsec just released their web app uh course online I don't think you can do the cert yet, but you can do the course. Really? It's the one that's like always sells out of Black Hat immediately. Ooh. That's online now. So like I want to take that this year because I've noticed like that's a gap in my skill set. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, if you have the source code, you can go check out. It seems like a waste not to go do that to try to find bugs. I just don't know how to do it. I've got some training budget. I I might have to go take that as a matter of fact, actually. It looks pretty decent. Um, I mean, everyone speaks very highly of it. And I try not to be on the like, um, I don't want to kiss their ass that hard. Right. Because everyone's like, oh, it's the best thing ever, which I I don't know. But um, the outline looks good. Uh, Historically, they do good training. So I think it's probably worth checking. I always want, uh, I think in unity does a, uh, a web app hacking class at infiltrate, um, which I'd be interested in as well. So, which I mean, so who, who was that again? Immunity. No, no, no. The first one. Yeah. Offensive security. It's it was their, OSEC. Okay. Their web. Yeah. I don't remember the acronym, but it's their web one. So yeah, no. So yeah. like that's a long way around of like, you know, finally like realizing like the stuff you guys have been doing is useful. And it's like we used to talk about where like NetSec meets AppSec. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're seeing, I'm seeing more and more bugs like with SSRFs and some of these other things where you can actually turn these web bugs into RCEs. Uh, that's what like a positive thing about bug bounties. Like a lot of these guys will give posts on like how I turned an SSRF into an RCE, yeah, how I turned some of these other things. Yeah. yeah, it's not direct. You've got to chain things together. But that's really interesting, right? Because We've talked about this years ago. I'm not that interested in cross-site scripting unless I can get a shell out of it somehow. Yeah. Right? You're trying um, to break in. Right. Right. But, like, the more – the I mean, one, NetSec's getting better, right? So um, – except for DevOps because then it's, like, back in the 90s still. But um, that's that stuff is really interesting. Like, same thing with, like, cores. Like, um, we have uh, Dylan Avery at work. He's done some, like, JavaScript talks. He was just at B-Sides SF talking about, like, open cores and, like, how to abuse – open cores to do things. And I was like, I had no idea about some of this stuff. Like you can do really interesting things with some of these, these web, web bugs. Isn't that like what Seth, is that what Tim and Tim and uh, Kevin are talking about too? Tim Tums and Kevin Cody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're digging into the core stuff and kind of the edge cases there. Cause yeah. like no one, no one really understands it. Right. Everybody nope. just does that. Like, Hey, the origin is star. And then you're like, uh, you just disabled it completely. Right. You know? So yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, you, you you think you're getting security because you threw that header in there, but then you turn it off. You know? Right. So, yep. Yeah, the main yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, Sorry, hacking, hacking really is about the nuances, and that's what I think some people miss sometimes is it's really the edge case of the nuance of an implementation is where you find your gold, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just all knowing how all that stuff fits together. And everything, everything's web and microservices now. It seems like so you really got to understand that. You guys know this, but I guess I, I guess that's a comment for NetSec people. No, yeah. Um, in fact, I, that is something I want to dig into. Um, is is well? Do you want to do that segment? Because I really want to dig in. There's like so many things. Yeah, to yeah. Talk about. There's, there's so, so the much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's do the AppSec minute, and then we can flip back over. Um, so the AppSec minute this this week, uh, like last week, was the XXE. That was number seven. Number six on the um, Port Swigger top ten web hacking techniques of twenty eighteen. Um, the title is it's a PHP unserialization vulnerability, Jim, but not as we know it. Um, Ken, you did a little bit of research into this one. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, when you say a little bit, you really mean a little bit, like two <laughs> minutes before we went on the podcast. Uh, no, it just, um, from what I can tell, it's just that uh, FAR files, um, you know, if you can include a FAR file, uh, get a FAR file called, which is like a PHP file type, um, it and you put code in there, it, it will execute. And it's like 
it's remote code execution. I, I don't really know if there's anything more detailed than that from what I was reading, but, and, and I have to say it isn't cool, but it's it's just, you know, it is remote code execution where it's- So do you have to have like a file, right? To get that to work? A uh, file, well, yeah, to write the contents, yeah. Which I guess would be like, if you could upload a file and then if it got read, yep. it would be so something that would be- Seems like PHP is just the gift that keeps on giving like our whole lives. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we said about Ruby and Rails too, with this, especially with his latest CV from yeah. which we didn't we didn't even we, we, we need to talk about that. But yeah, let's finish this one and then we yeah. can talk about. It. Oh man! <laughs> well, why don't we just go right into that one? Which was uh, if you didn't catch it, it was did you catch this like the Rails vulnerability? I so I like retweeted somebody's thing. I didn't quite I don't quite understand how it works with the uh, the brackets at the end. Sure. I assume that's where the bug lies. So the basic gist is there was this um, render. Actually, John Poulin, who we worked with, um, and he's super. If you, if you, you should, you should follow him. You should talk to him. He's uh, at forced underscore request on Twitter. Um, probably one of the best Ruby Rails security people I know. Um, anyway, so he found this uh, similar thing a while back where it was like render the render function when called inside of an action and supplying user input to the render method as like, because the way it would work normally is if you, you could have a static string like render and then a static string being like forward slash wherever on the file path mm -hmm. and it's gonna render that um, template view. So okay. it's gonna render some HTML sense. and whatnot. Cool. So um, what he found was that if, you know, if you, instead of a static string, you put in any file location, it will render any file. It doesn't make sense because render shouldn't be looking at you know, on everywhere within the file system, it should be looking in only really the app with Rails is very opinionated. So it's it's under app views, essentially. Mm. App views, anything under app views, if it's looking outside of that, it just doesn't make sense. Like why would it? Okay, so that's the, the one he found a while back. And this one is different. And I forget the header, right? I can't remember if it's like- um, It's like the accept header. Yeah, it's like the accept. Yeah, it's like an accept header or something like that. What happens is when you put in the file location, what it's doing is actually doing a glob, which is like a global lookup on that value, and then just rendering whatever you've put in there. So literally, like, you don't have to do anything other than just send a file location crafted correctly in that header, and it will go ahead and serve that up. Where that becomes, an, uh, you know, there was an addendum to that CVE just a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken, um, where you know, effectively it was like, oh, and by the way, if you're using Marshall serialization to, you know, hand off cookies and you've got your secrets stored in the, the, the source location, which again, very opinionated framework as an attacker, you know exactly which file that secret would be stored in. Mm -hmm. Then, hey, you know, you can grab that secret, craft this session using Metasploit if you want, because Metasploit has that that whole- um, Oh, the module to do that. Yeah, the mar module to do that. So you give it a secret key, the one you've just stolen using that accept header, and then you plug that into Metasploit, it sends off a, a payload, you know, the, the session's crafted with Metasploit and it executes, basically creates a shell. So it turns into remote code execution. So I didn't think that had to be said, but like when they did this addendum in the CVE, they did say it. So, um, that was the point of. I mean, I guess the last time that was popular was a couple of years ago. So I guess that yeah. means enough people have forgotten it that aren't like hardcore Rails people, probably. So. Yeah, I mean, and these days, to be fair, um, the default is really to use JSON serialization instead of Marshall serialization for this reason. Same reason we talked about it before with Django and the fact it doesn't use pickle serialization anymore. Anyways, point being, like, um, 
remote code execution and serialization is still a huge flaw. Well, okay, yeah, and and that, that that's just it, right? Like that serialization, like as much as I like initially was down on it when it came into the OWASP top ten, like it just seems to be more and more prevalent. I don't know if we're just getting better and better at finding it, or you know, people are felt like they were protected by serializing things. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of like what. Um, struts and all those sorts of and, yeah. and JBoss yeah. serialization yep. issues like those seem to come up a lot yeah and it's, I mean it's, it's the functionality that they give in, in there that serialization right the fact that you can yeah stop using Marshall for session cookies uh, says Justin on Slack um, but yeah the fact that Marshall unmarshall like the serialized deserialized functions they allow for some sort of execution or they allow pulling in of other files when you do that the unserialization that is the problem. Uh, JSON doesn't do that by default, right? The, you know, the JSON serialization is pretty basic and it's pretty string-based as opposed to some of these others where they have, oh, they've decided that they need that functionality in there for some reason, right? Yeah, that, that seems to make a lot of sense, right? Anytime you're, that's probably something you guys are teaching or taught or we've always said, mm -hmm. like when you're, opening a file, like you really got to make sure you don't fuck that up. Oh man, right? it's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's hard. That's where it seems like a lot of issues. Have that was actually from. part of my interview with GitHub. They were like, you know, my boss, who's actually coming on the podcast next week. Next week. Um, he, he, you know, that was part of his questions. Like, okay, I've got to allow fi files to be handled or uploaded. And, and how do you handle that securely? And there was like, we were like, I mean, it was just like, well, you have to do this, 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 yeah. this. When you add it up, you're like, Man, it's, yeah, very, it's probably interesting too because um, the answer is use S three. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But then, this, what is it like? Uh, how do you do that with a whitelist versus blacklist thing? Because we were doing uh, all the like looking at Jenkins with the orange sci exploit that came out. Oh. And as you look through these plugins, it seems like, and I was messing with it, it's like they really take a uh, blacklist approach of like, well, this file handler is bad or this is bad, so we'll deny that. Rather than like picking, rather than whitelisting and say these are the ones that we want you to use, which we know are not mm. vulnerable, and it seems like every plugin yeah. does like they just keep getting pounded. Got to do whitelisting, pounded yeah. like because they were doing that. Um, it's been interesting. Like, I wish I knew some more Java because it seems like there's a lot of like attack surface with all these Jenkins plugins, especially since they install like I don't know twenty thirty plugins. Yeah. from the start with you've talked about it. You've talked about abusing those. I mean about the vulnerabilities that have been in those plugins, about the I mean, securities and the way Jenkins just comes configured by default. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, and the whole thing, and it's funny, um, you know, when we did that talk years ago about um, altering build steps where we just like called Netcat, like some cat just released like a, a run, get a node shell from that. You know, if you can like modify build jobs, you have a shell. It's, it's crazy. And then a lot of stuff we've been doing at work and like my manager showed me is like getting on these build containers. They have secrets uh, oh, yeah. these build containers generally can talk to other things that are in the ecosphere. Like, so like if you're like um, a HashiCorp, you can talk to Nomad and talk to some of these other things. It's interesting. All the attack vectors like um, that, that exists in the uh, CI CD kind of space that a lot of times you can unauth do these. Cause that's how a company does business, right? Like engineers need to be able to submit PRs or, right. or, um, 
you know, everything is in circle, right? Right. So like I can just make a repo and now, now I'm on, you know, make that repo when it does the, the Travis build or the circle build or whatever you get on the container. Now that container has access to secrets. It can talk to more internal shit. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, there's all sorts of like really interesting oh, things there. That's why default credits on anything that does yeah. like any kind of container orchestration or does like CI orchestration or anything like that is like so damaging. Yeah. There's a guy who gave a talk at DEFCON 25 on that um, space box. He wrote a tool CIDR and it's all about like, it looks at a repo. It looks for like the circle YAML file or the Travis CI YAML file. And it will try to do a cut a PR for you. That will get you a shell on the build container. Nice. Um, and now I think Travis has addressed that with doing, they encrypt the secrets Okay. Uh, for that, but I don't know. I haven't done the research to see if like any of the other CI things are doing that, but it's okay. still even, even just getting that shell for 15 to 30 to 50 minutes in that environment could lead to all sorts. I mean, if you're in GCP, then you can start hitting the metadata URL because no one ever restricts that. Nah. Right. So then you got the service account key. And now like if they've not done a good job scoping that you can spin up boxes, you can get into storage, you can just do all sorts of shit. So, well, and then GCP um, has like, even if you wipe, like I would seen where and I, we talked about on the show, somebody had like basically said, here's the only, um, like you can't reach this GCP endpoint. And then it turned out like they were, you're able to bypass it because you put in like version, like version one, which was, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was like a create, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's funny. I just had a discussion with developers yesterday, literally just yesterday, but they're like, well, this would be the, you know, we we're like, well, this would be the worst case um, scenario. So, you know, that's, that, that would be the risk. And, you know, my response um, was like, no, I mean, here, I totally agree with you. I do. That should be the worst case, but here's what's happening. Yeah. Badasses like Orange side, they come in on the bug bounty, occasionally swoop in and are like, oh yeah, I figured out all this stuff. They're like your worst case scenario is not your worst case scenario. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, so, my point is like, it's not always easy to, 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 to figure out risk when you're dealing with multiple chained things that are like, yeah. Yeah. And that, I think it's like a, not, not to, I don't want to turn this into a bug bounty discussion, but I think that is a, a valuable thing for them is like those things that would come in. People were finding shit that I would have never, ever, ever found like some yeah. really clever, like abuses of things. So there's definitely some value there. And then some of these people are, I mean, ridiculously intelligent and ridiculously crafty. Um, and they find things like just people just don't think of. So like there is some, definitely some value. And frankly, if you're paying someone 10 grand to find a bug of that of that caliber or of that complexity, you got a deal. Right. Yeah. And then a lot of people are playing way less. Right. You get these people like, Oh, $500 for this really crafty bug. And you're like, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's you need to run your there there's so i have some honestly you yeah. need to do a whole talk on just like how to run a bug bounty successfully and i think actually jason white was just talking about maybe putting together a talk like that when i was uh when i was talking to him that yesterday. would be good because a lot of people are jumping in on it i would just say like i really think i won't talk too much on this i really think a lot of these really clever people cut them uh sell themselves short with some of these bug bounties uh a few years ago i won't say where i was but uh, someone did like basically an O'Day and Jenkins oh. and they got, I think they hit the place I was working at and they hit up another place and got paid. I think they got paid like 20,000 right. for a remote O'Day and Jenkins. Yeah, that would be, I mean, like that's a hundred thousand dollar bug. Right. Yeah. And they sold themselves short for, for 10, 20. No, maybe they're happy with that, but I'm just like the capitalist in me was like, you're a dumbass. Cause like <laughs> when you have a remote O'Day and something that's that big yeah. and you, you could have sold that 
to uh, was, was, was I don't know who buys that shit anymore, but whoever buys that stuff, um, you really cut yourself short by find. I think they found it while they were like fuzzing and doing things, and they just well, sell the sites too low. I will say Facebook just hired. Uh, um, what I thought was really cool, they just hired somebody who was working through their hacker. I need bug crowder hacker. One. I don't really yeah. remember. Um, They've hired a few people at some. Yeah. Place, yeah, and I was like. That's awesome. Like yeah. that's that's a good reason to do the to, to do the bug bounties. Yeah. If you're and and then we we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. There there was a study that I just read where it was like you know if you're doing this, um, if the successful researchers usually with one to five years of experience. So within one to five years, it's a good way to get to a job at Facebook. But yeah. Yeah. I want to switch the the topic a little bit around mm-hmm. to um, so because we were just talking about serialization and PHP and you know. Basically, I wanted to switch to like longevity in this career because oh. one of the things you were talking, there's two points. You mentioned you want to learn more about static analysis and how yeah. to find issues in, in web apps. And, you know, we were talking before the show about the, the PHP um, serialization and how it's similar to CTF challenge that you inevitably I got pulled into because I was like, oh, shit, this is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 get, I'll get vulnerable. So there's the hacker yeah. one CTF. I mean, which challenge is it? It's the RFI one. Um, um, or LFI, which it is. Um, I'm fucking stuck at it. So, like, I got Mubix in it, and he's stuck. I was like, all right, well, if he's stuck, let me get Ken yeah, in yeah, it. So We're trying to drag it, Seth yeah. into it because I'm stuck. Yeah. And um, and so it's like, how raw do I want to get on Twitter and ask? Like, get, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you should get vulnerable. I'm like, man, but um, you're occasionally when you get yeah. vulnerable, there's some fucking trolls that are be like, Oh, look at this fucking white hat douchebag doesn't know how to do LFIs, you know, like, so like to me, it's sometimes scary to ask those questions and get vulnerable. Um, Cause inevitably there's haters or there's just people who have nothing better to do than just to troll people. Um, but this is a good point though. Like, but you need to be able to do, you it, need right? to be able yeah. yeah. Because like, here's the thing we were, you know, you and I, and I bring this all up cause you know, we were going to lunch. We're talking about longevity, both you and I. So one thing you had brought up was that, you know, folks like Seth, you, me, we're like the first wave of people that are going to be old in InfoSec. They're actually going to be like old guys who are actually doing still, you know, in ICs, individual contributors yeah. or, you know, um, still hands-on hacking stuff. Like, I don't really have any love to, like, desire to go into management. Um, I like hacking shit. So you, you're the same way. But to do that, you have to stay relevant and you have to keep your longevity, which means going into those territories, which is what which is the whole point I'm trying to bring up is that I really love the fact that you're doing this hacker one CTF on your off time. You're doing, you know, you're, you're, you're spending time learning, hit me up, learning about like, you know, okay, well, I know that there's a shift here. I feel the shift. I see it. So I need to get more into like web app like how, how to how to find those in source code and yeah. craft exploits and all that stuff. And the point is like, you're continually uh, pushing that. And it's weird because, you know, like you said, we're going to be the, this first wave. So like, you know, what's your advice to, to, to basically folks on that? On that I don't front? know if I have any advice. I would say we're probably like wave two. Um, yeah. There are some people like G Mark Hardy and some other people like he gave a talk a few years ago. She becomes like a hacker turns 50. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he was IC then or not, but there's, so there's some, there's some like real fucking OGs yeah. that are there. That's true. Yeah. Um, but Maybe I don't, I don't work. I don't work with any of them. So like more or less they were not, I would say they were not my peers, right? right. Like you and I are and right. Seth, Seth is, they were like already there. So like 
within our wave of peer peer group, I think, yeah, we're, we're approaching thirties and forties. I'm 42. So like I'm old compared to most people I work with. Um, yeah. And so like, I have a concern. It's like a, a subject that I asked manager who's our, who's our basically our CISO, our VP of security. How does, what does a, what does a, set, a staff engineer or senior staff engineer look like in red team land? Because that, that position doesn't exist, right? So in software engineering that it, that exists, right? Like those are the guys that like develop search at Google, right? Or, you know, and a lot of times if you're looking at the, the, um, the growth charts or the which things you need to do to like make the cut for these promotions, it's like fundamentally change the way a business does something. Yeah. So how do you do that it's as a red team? Like, yeah. One, it's very nebulous, which is a problem in and of itself. But two, in red team pen test land, what does that mean? Because I've never been on a pen test that so fundamentally changed yeah. the way a company did business yeah. that it would meet that bar. Yet we're all coming up to those levels, right? We're all seeing almost everyone in our peer group is seniors or staffs already, right? They're at least senior engineers most likely staffs depend again that's that ranking depends on where you're at but they're senior people they've been doing this for like 7 to 12 15 years right we're expected to know some things so like that's my big question that i have for my own longevity cuz i still have 20 years of work unless i hit the powerball right right um how do i how do i stay relevant how do i you don't want to get promoted by having to change jobs you want to get promoted by like excelling where you work right and and finishing awesome projects but Right now, I don't think as a community or industry, we've actually really defined very well what that is. Like, I mean, you know. No, that's a, I mean, that's an interesting problem. Like, I, I actually had a recent discussion with one of like the clients that I work with on that because they had a whole, like they've got a whole team of product security engineers and they're like, hey, I don't know where these guys go, right? The mm -hmm. manager was basically saying this is uh, like, I want to keep them around but I have no defined pathway for them. Like, right. what, what do I tell them? And we, you know, we went through all these discussions on, okay, what does it actually look like? Are they running projects? Are they doing other things? Like there's internal stuff that you can do, but there's also like the external face, right? You think of the guys that kind of were that first wave that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Hey, maybe they didn't completely like, they didn't come up with a new you know, class of exploits or a new class of bugs, but guess what? They've been around and they've been explaining and teaching and, you know, other things. Perf. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, you gave a talk. Well, was it good? Does it matter if it was good? Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. maybe I went and gave a talk. How many, how many people were in the room? Yeah, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like, does, is that a metric that matters? And I'd say a lot of that first wave people, like those guys aren't still ICs. They're founders of companies. Right. Yeah. Or they're managers. Yeah, they're management CISOs. So like it's it's a different problem that I see. Uh, I was hoping like someone has had a, like a comment for that. Like no one seems to have one on Twitter. Um, like I don't know the answer to. It. I'll be happy to share. Like that is something that I actively explore when I have my one on ones with these people because I was like, I want to be where I really like my job now, but um, I, I I do want to know what's my path to progress. Like, right. do I need to release a cool tool? What okay on what level tool? Because you know we've released tools. Right. Sure. Um, is that sufficient? Does it need to have like a thousand stars to be relevant? Does it need yeah. to have ten thousand star? Like, what does it have to do? Because you know maybe an awesome tool is is only relevant for a handful of people in the business. I mean, one thing you mentioned was like you know training other people, and like that is definitely one thing that does. I would I would argue there is a fundamental. Like that does fundamentally sort of change the business in the sense that, you know, if you're 
like I'll give you a concrete example. Um, one of the things we did at work and one of the things I specifically, so in, in building this course with Seth, um, it actually forced me to write down, you know, here's, here's the checklist. Here's the, the, yeah. the basic like flow of, an, of how you do these things and you do it repeatedly and you do it in a uniform process type of way. Um, granted, there's always like going to be some creativity in what we do. That's yeah, the, the for should sure. be. It has to be. It has that's to the be. nuance. So that's that's what makes a nuance us, piece. You gotta, yeah, you got to get to the nuance. Which that's is what makes us not factory workers, right? right. And that's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, that. I mean, that's it. It's it's finding the nuance in that checklist, right? Of like, right. oh, you, when you're you're on, I don't know, step three, you pivot a little because you're like, hmm, that's weird, right? And that's where you get down that path of like something interesting happening. If you can go and mentor somebody and show them your path, your process, your, and that ends up, and maybe not even just one person, several people, maybe that fundamentally changes the approach. And if everybody iterates on top of that and improves, you know, maybe that's a metric helpful. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think that's a, a good way to show senior seniorness in, in that position. And I think that's what we, you, you definitely enjoy. Uh, you definitely enjoy like helping people if they'll help themselves. That's just a different yeah. There's, there's a whole uh, the thing about yeah the thing about mentorship is it's an information information and energy exchange. You need to be willing to put work into it, right? Like people, in my opinion, um, don't respect things that are free, right? So I think that's an economic right. Trimness. I mean that that applies to everything, right? Like True. if someone gave you a car and you give a shit about it, probably not. Yeah. If I had to buy the car, yeah, hell yeah, I give a shit about it. Right. Uh, same thing for if someone's giving you a free massage or same thing as someone's giving you an IT mentorship, right? Like if, if you don't make them do any work, in my opinion, they don't put value in, into your time and the time we were talking about this time is the most, most valuable thing I have right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's by far my most precious commodity is the amount of time I have in a day or in a week or in a month to devote to anything. Absolutely. So, Especially with a family yeah. and you know, you've got your, your desires and passions and things you like to do outside of your job as well as within your. Yeah. Your I want to talk about that. Don't let me forget to talk about that balance piece. Cause I think that's actually part of the yeah, yeah. conversation we want. Don't have. let me forget. I do want to touch <laughs> a little bit more on the um, like learning new things. Right. Um, yeah. So this year as like, I, I started when I started like having this realization, like, okay, I need the alternate plan of like, uh, not getting a movie check from from somewhere. Yeah, right. That, that, that um, I don't. I don't have enough yeah. shares at any work to like not work. So um, it's saying, okay, where am I at? What do I want to know? And so part of that was like, because I do bug bounties, was like, okay, there's some just some classes of bugs that I don't understand well enough. I understand them from like a textbook perspective, but I don't understand them from an execution a um, an execute every time perspective, right? right. Uh, and those would be like XXEs, uh, Java deserializations were probably like deserialization in general. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other one that I had put this year was like Kubernetes and things, right? right. Like Docker Kubernetes was like, everyone's using this. I don't know. Like I didn't understand it. Um, and it, what really got me started on that was there was, uh, there was a tweet and I would not be able to find it. But uh, there was a person like, oh, pen testers really need to understand more of this DevOps stuff because that's where everything, everything's microservices, everything's this, everything's Kubernetes. And if you don't understand like the the flaws in Kubernetes, you're you're screwed. Yeah, your man. network pen testing skills. Yeah, I mean are, everything are, is moving yeah, to that, shifting. right? So you need to under someone needs to be able to say, okay, I'm going to give you um, a shell or like I'm going to spin you up a container in this Kubernetes cluster. What what can you do, right? And I don't think a lot of people can't answer that question. They're like, I don't know. 
like is you know they do they know if Kubernetes is a flat network or is it segmented or like what is it multi-tenant is it single tenant like they don't even know so this person did this tweet and I was like man that's actually um, I was like I can't answer and the other question was like can you explain TLS how TLS works and why you use it and I was like um, no actually I can't actually do that very yeah. well I was like I know I should for a variety of reasons but do I really know no so it's like okay it kind of gave me the light bulb of like. I need to make sure that I'm staying up to date, especially if I want to stay in this for another 20 years. And, but we, we know this cause it's always, um, you're always learning. If you're not learning new things right. every week, month in this field, you're, you're going to go backwards, but, um, there's just so much. So it is, it is a challenge. Yeah. So like how I decided to tackle it was like, okay, there's three things I want to learn this year. Right. Was, which was XXE's deserialization and like Docker Kubernetes. So I've knocked out the Docker Kubernetes stuff. Uh, I feel like I at least have a handle on it. Um, mm -hmm. And so now I'm working on these other things because one of the other things I think was the deserialization thing. I was doing a bug bounty and it was coming out vulnerable with like Nmap and Metasploit, but I, it didn't work with the Metasploit module. And I was like, here I am in script kitty land because I can't fucking make this work. And so I'm like, yeah, that's like a harsh, like, yeah. man, like I can't get this to work. I don't know what's going on enough to be able to do this. And my manager's like, oh yeah, man, just do this and this and this. I'm like, I was like, bro, I hear what you're saying, <laughs> but I can't sit down and do it. So I was like, all right. I was like, I say, all right, I'm fixing that this year. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, there's one of the reasons like to take your training, take the offset training or just spend some time. There's, the resources are there. There's plenty of resources to learn it. Right. It's just sitting down and doing it and taking that knowledge from, I understand it conceptually and book knowledge to, I understand it on the keyboard. Those are two different things in my opinion. Uh, it's really easy to like read the book and be like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But when you're like, well, I got to do this cause it's, uh, that's the assessment this week or that's the CTF challenge or that's the book. Bounty, like, you kind of like, uh, well maybe I can't do it. Cause now I'm here, I'm sitting scratching my head and don't know how to do it. Well, you it. can watch, I, I mean, gymnasts or martial arts videos all right. day long, but unless you've actually done it, you don't right. know, yeah. you, you know, there, you don't have that muscle memory. You don't understand what you're Yeah. It's easy to doing. watch those guys play like soccer. Yeah. They make it look easy. Yeah. You go out there, I can't go out there, kick the ball, run, kick the ball. Yeah. No, I'm, Same I'm thing. falling over 20 <laughs> feet later or, you know, so yeah. I think that's important for, for, so for longevity, right? Understanding where, where, where are you lacking in something mm -hmm. and just being okay, getting to the point where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to admit I'm lacking in this right. area. What's your plan to make yourself but see, not lacking with you? That's, so that's always been kind of the thing or like, especially over the last few years is letting go of ego. And, and you've done a, you, I mean, not that you ever, I'm not saying you were, you were ever egotistical. What I am saying is like of all the people I know <laughs> who could have a bit of an ego, yeah. not you. Right. So you, you, you've talked about this with me personally, like you, you know, and I think this is good. I'm trying to give a, a good example of like, okay. So in yours, you're like, I have to be willing to sort of like fumble. I think with anything that you want to learn that you want to, this morning, I've done yoga. This is my third time ever doing yoga. I about fell and cracked my face like three oh, yeah. times. I don't know what's going on. She's, <laughs> she's giving out advice and I'm like trying to keep up and I, you know, I don't, but the point is like, I'm there learning. Yeah. Eventually I'll, I'll, I'll get better at it. And that's yeah. like with anything in life, it's okay to stumble. It's okay to suck at it. It's okay. Even if you're like, I'll give you a perfect example. So you, you had mentioned Seth, I go to jujitsu. Well, I've got a, a black belt instructor and like this guy has no problem saying like, Oh, maybe I should revisit. You know, he's been doing this for 10, 11 years. And he's like, maybe I should revisit these things, these fundamental things. Maybe I should, you know, try and, and tweak these things. And he's constantly doing that. Anybody that does, you know, jujitsu or any martial art will tell you, like, you're. it doesn't matter if you're a decade in, two decades in, you're always learning new stuff. You're always tweaking. And it's the same thing with what we're doing. And I think yeah. the fact that you let the ego go and, like, you uh, 
you're willing to embrace the uncomfortable bits there and say like, there's some things I don't need, I don't know, and I need to figure it out. That's like very, uh, it's very admirable, and everybody should, everybody should do that. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as, as as far as like, you know, being in the industry and doing that, right? Like, I, I feel like that's a every couple of week like kick you in the butt thing, right? Um, as far as being a consultant, it always feels like I'm coming up against something that it's like, I sort of know what this is, right? But dang, I need to spend another three, four hours digging in to actually understand it enough that I can talk intelligibly to it, but also actually assess it yeah. because it's not, you know, it, it, like it's very easy to get down on yourself and uh, like, and that, that kind of goes into the next topic that we're going to, you know, pick up, right. Is, you know, how do, how do you maintain that like sanity and work-life balance and everything? Cause it's so easy for it to take over. Um, but you've got to you've got to maintain that like hey I'm I'm gonna have to learn new things because if I don't I'm done right or I need to move into management I guess is that yeah. what you're saying Chris I mean so I mean I was a captain in the army I don't really have a lot of desire to do that and I'll be honest mm -hmm. man it's hard work like yeah. at least in the Bay Area like if you're a manager and you're in that track you're expected to be very good at it right like. I think like East Coast. Well, no, I look at the, I look at the schedule of some of those guys that I work with, and it's crazy, right? It's yeah. like, oh, you're managing a team of twenty people plus people. You're expected to do one on ones with them every week. Yeah. Okay, so you have twenty so people in and of itself, you have no that, time. To that's do twenty hours right there. You should be doing a one on one every week for thirty minutes or an hour. That's half your week is already gone, and you've done no work. Yeah, yeah. Right. Although, <laughs> although it is work. It is work. It is work for sure. You're not, it's no you're technical work. Right? Technical right. work. So. I mean, I, my hat's off to the people like Facebook, Uber, Cruise, where the managers work very hard to do their manager stuff, and they are and their performance is uh, really graded very much on what their reports think of them mm -hmm. and what their what their management thinks of them, and like how good a manager you are. Right, Out East Coast, it seems like you just get promoted into management because you got really good being technical. Yeah, like, there's no more money unless you go into management. Which is a mistake. Which sure. is a complete mistake. I think the Bay Area has that correct. Silicon Valley has that correct. And like you pick, you're either a technician and you can go to like IC10 or whatever that is in your place, or you can be a manager and they have the same same levels. But your success is on how well you're being a manager and not how well of a technician you are. Um, it, I think that does lead to problems because you know anybody that started tech doesn't want to, I mean you eventually have to be like well you have to make a decision you have to make a decision I mean they're gonna be a really good manager or I'm gonna keep being able to write code and fuck things up all day long right it's very difficult to do both right long I think long term right yeah I mean, my manager does a great job of that I don't know how he'll do that 20 years from now right like maybe he will maybe he won't yeah it's where you work um, it's where also, you work it's sure. opportunity it's how much free time you have um you know, but you know, you got kid and sets of kids. Like when you have kids, like all that extra free time at night starts to get chipped away at. Oh, it definitely does. Uh, staying married, yeah, starts to chip away at those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, when you have to keep updating your knowledge base, that chips away at those things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's all balance. Um, the other thing too related to that and ego is like I love Twitter. I think we talked about this. I love Twitter and that I see myself today. I see myself years ago and I hopefully see myself in the future in people's tweets Yeah, and I won't name names, but there's a few people. I'm just like, man, that was me, man. I'm like lucky. No one like kicked yeah. my ass or publicly called me well, out on some things. You and I are on a, on a, we're, we definitely have, there's, there's chats that we're on that we've definitely seen that get called out. It's yeah. like, man, that guy's being a, 
or that person's being a real a-hole, you know, like yeah. that's, that happens. Yeah. I think it's just really interesting. That's what I, I try to help keep me grounded is like, I've really been working on self-observation in the last few years. Like, who am I? What am I doing? How do people perceive me? I mean, not that you have to care. You don't have to care how people perceive you, but you should be aware of how people perceive you or yes. the, the things you're giving out. Um, so it's really- you you don't have to base your value right. on that, but you certainly should be aware. It's it's a nice data point to yes, have. Yeah, it's a nice. Um, if people are willing to give you that honest feedback or you're willing to honestly look at how your tweets come across yeah. or how your blogs come across or how your interactions with people in public come across. Um, but it, I really love Twitter because there's a few people, people like, I see myself like when I started, I was like, what I think is correct. Mm-hmm. I'm the baddest motherfucker out there there is. Um, and you're just like, mm, no, I wasn't, yeah. no, I'm not. But like, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to see them. And like, I applaud They're like, they're at that part of their career where like, they're really good. Technically they are fucking shit up. Like every engagement, they're just smashing it. And that feels amazing. You know, it's one- not all there is to, to longevity. And it's not all there is to success in this field. No. Um, but it is, and yeah, and there's there's people that I like look to that I hope I can. That's be what there. I was gonna bring up because yeah. you brought. I don't want. I don't name names if you don't want to name names. But there was somebody you brought up to me who has. You know, they they've made their company. They've made it. They have another company. They made enough money that they're they're good. They're well off, and now they really are at a point in their life where you know when they tweet when they do things, it's because they want to, and it's because they want to have some social impact. Yeah, I think Chad Loader's that, like that. That's who I was. Yeah, yeah, I no, know if you want. I, I've tweeted yeah. like. I really respect like what he's throwing out. Like he's got enough money. I don't think he has to be working. Right. And he, uh, he's making more, he's making uh, uh, habit eight. I forget. Yeah. The name it's like a training. Yeah. 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 Like, but I, it's funny. Like a lot of people are like, dude, talk tech, but he's, he's at a point in his life where he is trying to bring awareness to like underrepresented people and to like injustices and like just the fucked up shit that InfoSec does. And like, I, I mean, it's, I wish I had the courage. Yeah. I, I want to have the courage and to be able to speak my mind in that capacity. Like, and he's right most of the time. I think everyone gets too far left or right sometimes. For sure. For the most part, like he he's he says what he feels and what he thinks and what he sees, and he's not afraid to be like that's fucked up. And I don't think I have that much courage yet. To, to every time it's, I see something fucked up, you're like, that's it's fucked easier up. to have a little bit more courage when you financially. Can yeah, if you got helicopter yeah, money, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. if I had helicopter money, it's, maybe I'd be like, hey, bro, that's fucked up. I don't yeah. care what you think. I still, I don't want to get fired, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I do have to rein in my opinions occasionally. I like, mean, I do too. I throw shade here and there, you yeah. know, um, for sure. I throw yeah. shade, like, yeah. without. So, there's a, there's but, a few yeah. people that I really, I really look to as. I wouldn't say mentors, but like I aspire to be them, right? Yeah. Of like to have enough courage and be, but be right. Look, there's a, there's a, there's, there's like have the courage to speak your mind, and then there's to have the courage to speak your mind, but be factually correct, yeah, or yeah morally yeah. and ethically correct, yeah. right? And that takes a lot of work too. Like, there's plenty of people that will speak their mind all day long on Twitter, yeah, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily. Facebook, any social media platform, yeah, anyone that will listen. Um, that doesn't mean they're correct or that they're bringing value. Um, so yeah, there's, I don't have to think about from other people, but yeah. So it's like, I I find it interesting to look at like that, that swath of people and be like, Oh yeah. Um, Seth, you, you brought up, you brought up on Twitter and I know Chris had, had chimed in on it. You'd brought up, you know, sort of burnout in what, you know, in our jobs and 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine. Uh, Seth, tell us yours, Chris. You know, your your strategies. My, mine is, you know, I've got um, physical outlets. Uh, I mentioned jiu-jitsu and yoga. That's those are my big outlets. Um, my son, like you said, your your, your time. For my son, I have specific times that are devoted where I, you know, I'm working with him on, you know, like we we, we work on my his reading through Minecraft. So we'll be yeah. hanging out on a computer. I'll teach him some computer skills, and um, or we'll just hang out. We'll build Legos. We'll play toys. Whatever. Um, you know, those are the kind of the, the the ways that like I keep physically healthy, mentally healthy, and I keep engaged with. And then, and then you know, with my wife, like we we definitely have our time on the weekend. Yeah. Um, cause you have to set aside some time Absolutely. to just talk and not, and, and, and by the way, not to be anyone's marriage counselor here, but if you are married, uh, you should, you should definitely like not just sit in front of a TV with your spouse and call that quality time. That's something okay. I want to just put out there. That's, yeah. So yeah, I, have a, I have a comment to that. Don't let me forget the, the comment to that. Okay. All right. So no, what's your I mean, sort of like way? Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of it is the, you know, disconnecting, right. And I, I know you brought that up. Chris, when, you know, in kind of your response to that tweet yep. that I put out. Um, and I did, I did post that, that whole thread. Um, but it, it's oh. been pretty interesting to actually like see the different things. Like, I, I mean, there's all the physical activity, right? You know, Hey, are you going to the gym? Are you running? Whatever you're, you know, pick your poison there as far as like disconnecting and doing something that is physical and getting that portion settled. But then it's also the mental stuff of, Hey, I read, I go, you know, I interact with my family. I go play with them. I do something else that's not necessarily related to my day job. Um, you know, like I've been connecting with my, you know, my older son just on like computer stuff and math and all that kind of stuff. And that's super fun because it's not like it, it is, yes, yeah, somewhat related to what I do on a daily basis. But it's enough of a a different take on it to see how his perspective is that it 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 takes me out of that. Oh crap. I have to get this done. I've got this deadline. I've got to get this assessment. I've got to actually find these vulnerabilities. I've got to do, you know, where it becomes more of a pressure and anxiety thing. It's more of a, just a discovery um, that is, that is more fun. And I, and I know, but some people can do that and they can separate it out and like their discovery time, their research time that's outside of the day job stuff is refreshing to them. But a lot of times there's too much anxiety built into that for me. I, yeah. I just get like, oh crap! I've got to, I've got to go dig into Kubernetes, or I've got to go dig into this different framework. And if I don't learn that, even though if I took it out outside of the job aspect, I would, it would be great, right? And I'd probably like absorb more of it. But the fact that there is that anxiety that hangs over me, I, I have a hard time with that. And so I've got to, I've got to step away anyway. So I guess I've got those things. I've got like the soccer outlet. Like I follow like all of the different leagues and I watch way more soccer than I probably should. But again, I do it with the family and it's an easy way for me to disconnect. Um, yeah. And adults are playing it now too, right? Soccer. <laughs> Damn dude. That's what up. was that all about? Huh? <laughs> Damn. Oh, I was okay. That, 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 you know, we're going to go to find a Sunday league the next time we're together and see how well they, yeah. <laughs> See how that works out. See how that jujitsu cardio works out for you. Yeah. You got run <laughs> six miles. I mean, yeah. it's even harder for Seth because he runs his own like uh, business, and so he's got to deal with not only the technical stuff of him actually delivering all these things, but also like doing you know like paperwork for taxes, yeah. and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, you're so always working on the pipe, like the, the future pipeline yeah, of work, right? Because yeah. you've always got to be thinking way out in the future to get those jobs lined up. 
Yeah. yeah. And I have a hard time saying no, right? Like yeah. somebody comes in, especially a friend comes in and they're like, oh, we've got this project. We know you'd knock it out of the park. And I'm like, so it's flattering on one hand, but then on the other hand, I'm looking at my pipeline going, I, yeah. like I'm already oversubscribed. And it's really hard to turn around and say, you know, and disappoint them and say, no, I can't, I can't do that in the timeline <laughs> that you want. Right. Cause it, it feels like you're leaving money on the table. Right. Even though it was, it's my sanity that I have, I'm trying to preserve. I, when I was, uh, when I was depressed, I would do that. People were throwing side work at me and I'd be like, I need the money, need the money, need the money. And I would just pile, it was just piling stuff on. And I was just getting stressed and pissed. Like, and, and my solution to, when I'm stressed out is just to wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Which is not good, yeah. right? Because yeah. like, you're, you're letting people down. Yeah. Um, when you're like, nah, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. I said I would, but no, I'm now I'm not. And yeah. you're like, burn bridges and you get people upset with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that totally, totally happens. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. And also, like, for, you know, my wife's walking by, so she'll probably laugh when I say this. But uh, for me, when I get really stressed out, like, um, it definitely comes out like at yeah. other people yeah. and oh, yeah. not intentional, but like I'll get, you know, whereas I'm like normally, just, you just know, wait until you're a teenager, a teenager, no, thanks. Uh, it's going to happen whether my, you want it to. No, my son will stay six foot. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, but yeah, definitely, you know, you get snappy with other people where you normally be patient, calm, empathetic. Instead you become, you know, short tempered. Uh, you've got some, especially when you have a lot of stuff going on, you just want to, I got to just drive to this next thing. I just jump to this next thing and I don't have time for this and I don't have time for that. And everything's a distraction from the thing I'm focused on. Yeah. And uh, that can, that just, it just makes everything worse. makes your entire life worse. Yeah. Now people are upset with you. Like you said, you burn some bridges. It's not, it's not a good thing. Yeah, man. I have a, man, I'm trying to organize my thoughts in there. So comment one was around like doing stuff together. Um, one of the things my life coach has taught me is uh, people want your attention and not your time. And so, and to pull in some like Tantra to that. So not just Tantra is not all about just like sex or anything. It's about when you're doing something, you're doing that. So whether you're watching Netflix, you're watching Netflix and you're not on your phone. If you're cooking dinner, you're cooking dinner and not also watching TV and not also uh, reading a book or whatever. Right. Tantra is mindfulness. It's it's like mindfulness. But the idea is you are, when you're doing whatever it is, you're on that. Right. So there's all like meditation while you work things, things like that. But the idea is you're focused on that. So when you're spending time with your kids, you're not, you're not dicking off on your phone. You're not doing something else. You're spending time with them and you're giving them your attention. Same thing for your spouse. Right. And so if you're going to watch TV with your spouse, like for for me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, usually if I'm not in, I'm giving you my attention mode. I'm also on my laptop. I'm doing something else. Right. Right. If, if, if they're on their iPad and you're on your phone or your laptop, but you're calling that time together, that's not really time together, right? Because your attention is not on the other person. Yeah, and, and, and let me ask you this. In addition to that, if they if they ask you a question too many times, they interrupt you too many times when you're you know doing stuff together and you're also on your device. Yeah, you just get annoyed. <laughs> you just get annoyed. Yeah. Makes you pissy. Yep. So it's absolutely. not really right. a quality time at all. So that's one of my, like, when you're talking about longevity or burnout or how many of it is – when we decide we're doing something as together as partners or with the kids, like phone goes away. Usually um, I'm not also on my laptop. Like if we're watching a movie at home on Friday night, I'm watching the movie. Well, even when we get coffee or go to lunch, the two of us, you know, our phones aren't like, yeah, we, we try to, like, yeah. 
occasionally you check in because you have yeah. to. It's work, yeah, yeah, you got to make sure it's not work stuff. You know, but... we're not like, hey, you know, like, uh, hey, buddy, uh, yeah. you know, how's things get? You know, it's not like yeah. that. And yeah. then I think I did mention tweet. Like, I turned off push for everything except for like work email. I had push work Slack. I had push every other Slack. I'm in like 20 Slacks. I don't get notifications for those. Like I turned off my Gmail push. Like I have to like pull, pull it down to like get what's refreshed. Same thing for Twitter um, because it's distracting. Right. Yeah. And I think Brendan Dixon and some other people have talked about like the anxiety that comes. One, you have like the dopamine hit or the, the, the hit from like getting like those, all those apps are designed to like, like a drug. Oh yeah. They're making money. Yeah. The notification is the drug hit. Right. I, well, say ego, but I don't want to be whatever. Yeah, reward just, system. Yeah, it's a reward system of like, yeah. ding, oh, something for me. Oh, someone like liked my thing or sent me a message, and you get that um, that response to that. I'm like, well, once I realized that was true, like I started wanting to take that stuff away. So taking that away, um, I thought totally lost my train of thought on that. Um, yeah, no. So oh yeah, I was turning everything off, just like, not being distracted to to like regain yeah. your time. Right. Um, I don't remember everything I tweeted. The other ones that I do is um, it's just like, you know, everyone says like pay yourself first when you're saving money. Sure. I pay myself with my time first too. So um, spirituality, so meditation, um, like I put that time at the beginning of the day. I put that time before I go to work. Right. And because I I know myself, once I start work, I'm in work mode until someone calls me out of that. Right. Well, and you're better for it. I mean, I've seen you do, I've seen like before we've gone and done talks, you'll have that spiritual time ahead of time. And then when you come out, man, you're just, you're locked in, you're focused, you're lazy, you're there, you're really present and you do a really good job and you're living in that moment, you know, versus like if you were to not get in that space, you know, so you're, you're performing better at work a hundred percent by doing that. Yeah, I, I think so. So when it comes to balance, like I think I put, when I started this year, I was like balance was something that I really wanted to focus on. And I started out with a triangle this year. The triangle was work, tech, um, spirituality, and family. Right. And, and to be clear with people, when we say spirit, spirituality, we're not talking about like, you know, uh, like you, you, it's like you have to be a, a Christian or Catholic. Yeah, or whatever. We're not practice. talking about like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm into like meditation. Um, I'm Reiki master. I talked about this in the hacking Network. Like, I do energy work on people. I volunteer at hospice to do energy work on people that are dying. Um, I'm trying to volunteer like any friends that want that stuff. Um, I'm like a good drug dealer. First one's free. Um, so I like, that is a point, point in my life that I want to spend my time doing. Cause I'm really, we'll put a pin in that. Cause I want to talk about me doing the hacker thing and all this like woo woo shit. Yeah. We can come back to that. And the other, and so the other piece was family and the idea was like when I find myself too far in one of these corners, yeah. I've noticed that those other things suffer. Right. Right. So like if I'm in yeah. tech zone, I'm in bug bounty, I'm in CTF zone, you know, I'll be up all night doing bug bounty or CTFs next day. I'm grumpy. So work suffers, family suffers. I don't want to meditate cause I'm tired or bitchy. Um, and so I, that I'm trying to like every day or every other day, but where am I at? Yeah. Right. It's just taking them in and be like, okay, where am I at on this triangle? And what I noticed was um, because I didn't include physical fitness in my triangle, uh, I was skipping it. That was the first thing that I would drop. And then that would just make things worse. So now I've like, that has turned into a square, right? So (laughs) it's now a square. The square has physical fitness because I, when I don't do that, I feel worse, right? Because then I start like gaining weight or I, you don't sleep as well. You don't sleep as well. You're not burning the calories. Um, You're not, you're not letting that energy out through physical activity. 
Um, so I've added that as a square. And then uh, my life coach has actually suggested making a circle inside that square and making the goal to stay inside that circle. Because when you're outside that circle in that corner, you're way outside, right? And then those other things are suffering. So again, it's like, how do I how do I do that? Balance is helping me with burnout because every day or two, like, where am I at? Right. Okay, cool. I am way in this corner because I'm in CTF alone and I'm pissed or I'm way in spirituality mode. I'm not doing my work or I'm ignoring my family or I've spent too many days doing classes or other things or taking care of other people instead of taking care of my family or myself well, or my job. Yeah. And so it allows you to bring those things back in. And to your point there and to what Seth had said earlier when he was talking about, you know, sort of like um, he's good at something. So people ask him to do it. Yeah. That's the, that's part of the, the whole, the whole part of experience of like, we've talked about kind of like being this, the second wave of, of people that are kind of older, more experienced with that. If you're, if you're doing it right, comes success, yeah. which means more people want you to come on their podcast. Yeah. You know, they want you to, they want you to help contribute to, a tool or a blog post or speaking. They want you to come do a pen test for their company. They want you to take a second set of eyes. They'll hit you up for DMs or Slack and ask you, Hey, when you come to this scenario, what do you do? And, it, and then, you know, you've got your family and everything. Yeah. That's fine. They see when all those they, got yeah, quiet in here. <laughs> yeah. Got real weird. Uh, but you know, it, it basically, you have to find a balance because it is very, th- this is why we're talking about this. I, f- I feel like anyways, they're, they're, the more you, the more you experience life, the, the, the better you get at stuff, the more successful, the more um, these demands come in from everywhere, mm-hmm. from everywhere. And you owe it to nobody really. Right. And the, re- in, in the end, That's you, the key. you don't really owe it to anybody except for the, you know, I definitely owe my time to my wife and my son. Yep. I made that commitment, but everybody yeah. else is, yeah, no, yeah. it's if I get a, if I feel like it and I get around to it and I have the time, um, which is, I mean, it's difficult. Like, like Seth was saying, like when people, it's flattering when someone wants you to do work for them, right? right. Like of all the people in the world, you, you ask me to do it because you think I can do a good job. Like, hell yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. Plus, plus money. Everyone loves money. Um, it's a challenge. And I think it's, I think it's all overly generalized. Like a lot of people in our community, like, we're successful because we're not good at balance. Yeah. Right. Like most of us are successful at the beginning of our career because we are no balance, no balance. Right. Like you're just fucking, you're working on whatever it is you're good at. You're working on that and you're working on that. And I remember being up till three or four. AM. That leads leads to success. It leads to success. Right. But it also leads to those other, it leads to burnout. It leads to forever. You can't. Well, I, I, so I, I, I actually read a, an article recently. I'll have to see if I can dig it up. But it, they were actually going on about kind of the focus thing that you're talking about, Chris, that after like four, four to five hours of work, right, of, you know, hey, we're doing this, your productivity actually decreases every hour that you work after. Yeah, that. for sure. Um, that you're actually doing, you're making poorer decisions like in your seventh and eighth hour of work than you are in your first or second. I mean, we know that that's the case, but they actually did a study about cognition and people working and they're like, realistically, you should work like for five hours a day dedicated and then move on, right? You would be better off and you would serve your company better in doing that. And it's hard to disconnect. That's not saying that it's going to be possible, but it's exactly what you're speaking to, right? It's just, I mean, as a, I'll give you a perfect, I just yesterday, that was exactly what happened. I did a, I did a, I did yoga in the morning. I came back. Um, one thing also helps is like, you know, 
the CBD stuff, like I, you and I are talking about it, CBD, um, so it's non-THC. It's uh, just the can, it just helps with like, for me, it just helps with uh, staying really locked in. Mm-hmm. And I went into the zone because I got my physical fitness in, I got my nutrition in, and I went into the zone for about five hours of deep, solid work where I, you know, I only got up for like, get more water, bathroom breaks, and it was just, but I mean, I could have done, I could have sat there and tried, been like, here's my eight hour block, I have to be within. And then, you know, what happens? Yep. You know, you, you start to deviate, the work's not as, it's not as high quality, it's just the reality of mm-hmm. being a human being. Yeah. 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 And like, I found that too, right? Like, you know, people trying to do uh, like you're moonlighting, you're doing a different project, right? You're doing like, I I mean, I'm always, you know, I constantly have like two or three projects that are going at at substage and you know, at night it's like, Oh, nine 30 or 10. I'm like, man, I should really dig into this. Um, And then I think to myself, no, like I've already worked so much today that it's just not going to be effective, right? It's much better for me to go and connect with the kids, connect with the wife, actually go and get some sleep than it is to turn around and try and put extra time into something that is, is basically sub quality work. Um, I think, I think all all of us hackers should be hacking sleep and seeing what's your, what actually is the good amount for you and doing those experiments. I think is a good time to start talking a little about, a little bit about hacking happiness. I I know we're going over, but I, I don't care. Like Seth, you cool? Yeah, I'm cool for at least another, you know, 15 minutes or so. So let's Sweet. do it. Um, man, there's a lot to that. Um, there's so much to talk about. So I, yeah, that was, um, I really well, talk about like how you ask questions. You yeah, it. that would help. Yes. <laughs> let's, let's first start with why did you feel the need to work on, you know, right. hacking your happiness? Um, and then what, what did it, let's start there. And then we'll talk about like, what did it kind of lead to? What kind of, you know, if you had to summarize sort of like the, the, the big things of, of this and hacking your happiness, if you don't know, Chris gave this keynote, it was really well received. Um, it it's was my pen tweet. very honest. What's yeah. that? It's my pen tweet. So it's yeah. easy to find. Very, very honest. Um, it delves into what a lot of us deal with, which is burnout, depression, things like that. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good question of like what, um, I think I just felt called to do it. So as I'm like doing spiritual work, uh, just trying the best guidance system on the planet is within you is right. yourself, right. And your consciousness. Um, so it's really just trying to work on listening to that more. And uh, I just kind of got like the, the feeling to do it. And then I was like, I don't know. Like I kind of, I, I thought it was like 50, 50 that I was going to get ostracized from the, I know you were super from the, from the uh, community. Yeah. that worked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> From the community. Cause like I, I got raw, it got weird. Like I was admitting to be like being depressed and like being a past, doing past life regressions to try to figure out who I am and why I'm here and what I'm supposed to be doing. Like that I'm doing Reiki and energy work on people. And I'm like trying to throw this topic of like, basically, you know, I've been trying to hack my happiness since I realized I was depressed, which and- I mean, that is the first, like, the funny thing is, like, what's well, not funny at all, but I mean, for me, I, I didn't even, we've been friends for a long time, yeah. and I never even realized that you were uh, feeling I tr- that way. Yeah, but no. I thought, I thought, you know, Chris is a little grumpy sometimes. Yeah. He, you run the, you co-run the, you're on the grumpy hackers. I mean, that was my you know, thing. My yeah. thing was to be an ass. Right. I'd be grumpy about everything I all thought the you time. Were just a grumpy person, and, and, and it wasn't until you were like, no, man. I was, I was, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I attributed it, and it before I like, I guess I had the light bulb go off. I really attributed it to like external things, right? right. External things. Like it was the job or it was yeah, people like this my job, or to another job, it, it'll get better. Yeah. yeah. And so like, as it, I doesn't. Said, it doesn't, right? Cause it's you, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, if, if you're surrounded by assholes, wherever you go, you're the asshole, <laughs> right? Like you're attracting <laughs> that stuff in and like a lot of the metaphysics work will be like, okay, life mirrors your internal. So how you are internally is what is mirrored back to you in reality. So once you, once you read that or start to think about that or play with that, you're like, okay, well I'm miserable all why So it's not them. It's me. Why am I miserable? And you kind of got to go into like, why am I miserable and start doing that work? So I saw the doctor and started doing all that. Um, Man, I totally lost where we're going. Sometimes but. when you go to the doctor, like I've, I've had people, I've had at least no. That was hard because I don't want them taking my guns or doing anything else. Right. right? I mean, I, I actually did. There was one person I know who actually t- turned out to be a, uh, a, a hormonal imbalance. Yeah. Right. It was literally just physical. Yep. But like, you need to go check it out. You need to go. You need you, to go get. If you're having those feelings, you should absolutely go to the doctor and listen it's to their advice. If foot hurts. Or it's bleeding. You probably want to figure out why that's yeah why that's messed up. But, but when it's, it's head, but when it's chemical or yeah. it's mental, you're like uh, I can power through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because the way you and I, you and I both like ex-military, yeah. like it's just grinded out. Like yeah. you know, yeah, life's supposed to be hard. Life's supposed to be hard. Like, so yeah, like, no pain, no gain. And those are such lies. <laughs> As you actually yeah. start delving into that, you realize like, no, you're actually supposed to be happy and successful, and things are not that you're not supposed to be challenged because. Sure. If everybody gave you everything, there would be no growth. We right? enjoy the challenge. Right? Growth That's comes cool. through challenge and contrast, right? right. If, if you're getting fed grapes all day, it's cool for a couple Humans days. Humans want challenges. Yeah, That's, That's how you grow. That's why you're here. Um, but when you're constantly feeling bad, there's a reason for that. And whether that's a chemical reason, a mental reason, whatever, like you need to explore with a doctor um, why that is and start doing things. And as hackers, I think we should really explore that um, because we're the most, we're the best people on the planet at one. What's the nuance, but two, like trying a bunch of stuff and doing the experiments to see how it goes. Right. Creative problem solving sort of our thing. Yeah. I mean like, and then taking, taking no's and turning them into yeses is what we do. Or like that's not possible and turning those things into possible is exactly what hackers do. Yeah. Like we do that every single day. That's our mission in life is to say that can't be done. The fuck it can't. No, it can't. <laughs> and I think it can. So I'm going to go like put, I don't know, 100, 200 hours into figuring that out. Yeah. Like, that's what we do. That's why we're here on this planet, man. Honestly, think of all the good things we've done. We've done lots of bad things, but we've done a lot of good things of turning. I, that can't be possible into possible. So that's For sure. That's huge. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so everyone that's doing that is is honestly a, a credit to the planet. Like we're doing a lot of great things. We're streaming through wirelessly through yeah. to the to the to whoever's watching. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've been asking to do that, and I was like, all right, man. So I was talking to Rocky. I was like, I have this weird thing, and I had like a really shitty like outline of it, and I gave it to him. He's like, I love it. And I was like, shit. I was really hoping you would say no. Um, but uh, I was like, okay, universe, like if you want me to do it, you'll open the, you'll open the pathway to do it. And I tried a few times to get out of it and it, I didn't get out of it. I had to do it. So I was like, okay, I got to do it. Um, but I was really scared that like that was, that was going to be the end of my career. And I was like, well, that's how it is. Like, I was like, I really felt compelled to get this out here and to try to teach some of these people, teach people how I was overcoming some of these things. And just the, 
just the things that are out there, like I have to pull up the deck. Um, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't get it from you. We don't have to go into all the details because they, they, you can go. You to can watch here. it. Yeah. But it was really. I've linked like, it. Yeah, it's really like how. What are some things like it's life hacking, right? Like right. there's these ways to approach life that have worked for me, mm-hmm. and I wanted to share those with other people. Will they work with everybody? No, not everyone's. Not everyone's gonna you know be on the give out receive what you're vibing out, man. Like that just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But it worked for me, and I figured, you know what, if, if, if what I'm having resonates with people, if they can take one piece of that and it makes their life better, awesome. Um, but it's really good nice to do that, and that's, that's been a good chunk. of That's why, I like, spirituality is a corner of my box now right. is because, um, you know, I started as a client and needing help. And yeah. a lot of that stuff is you start when you, when you go to do energy work and Reiki and some of these other, like, you know, woo-woo modalities, which I don't actually consider woo-woo anymore because I'm exploring them. Right. And um, in the absence of scientific evidence, I'm, I'm looking for my experience with the topic, right? Right. So, yeah. And my, my comment to that is anybody that's is listening is like, oh, there's no scientific evidence that Reiki works. There's no scientific evidence that X works. You know, for a lot of times, we didn't understand things about science. That didn't make those things not true, right? Like, when we didn't understood, understand that germs created disease, that didn't mean that they weren't creating disease. Yeah. So us lacking the ability to measure something doesn't mean that something is possibly not happening. Also, it's it's very, like, this, I, last time we had lunch, I taught, because you made me go back and think think my thoughts, and I was like, damn it, you know, you made me, because I had, I, I don't have to get in the scenario, but basically, like, you gave me some advice, and I was like, oh, man, and that changed, and I came back, and I changed my whole direction on something, um, and and it was funny, because, like, the, what I told you is, you, you have this ability to make me question mm. And for the better, for saying like, oh, like this is how I think, and then but you'll come in and you're master at alternative approaches to um, or looking at things in a different way. So regardless of well, everything's it's, perspective, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to believe in like religion. You don't have to believe yeah. in this, but you you should find you should find something that yeah. you can kind of. I think what's helped me with that was like there's uh, universal laws, right? I think there's twelve of them, and like the first one is. We're law of oneness. By the way, I shouldn't have said you should. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're working on the. I'm, I'm working on not saying you should. I'm because, working on that too now because it's uh, when I started. It might be helpful too. I say that a yeah. lot. I say you should. I'm like, well, who am I to dictate yeah, what yeah. you do? Do whatever you want. Yeah, but do what you might want. Be helpful. I, I, I did this. I feel, or I did right. Feel found. Feel felt found. Yeah. yeah. So the universal, the first universal law is we're all one, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you start to like start with that. And understand we're all from the same thing. We're 99%, 99.99% the same. Uh, we're all connected. You know, the color of someone's skin or their gender or their religion was really a minor piece of, that, of humanness. Um, it really started, a lot of that, like why I'm so pissed at you because of your political beliefs or whatever, really starts to fall away. Right. Right. So, yeah, all of that was just, um, yeah, just doing that. So for like energy work, yeah, it's, I'm just doing my hacker thing on that. If I, okay. Like great example, we'll, we'll get weird for a second. Like mediumship, people that can speak to dead people, right? Everyone's seen like Long Island Medium and all that other stuff. So I'm like, well, I want some proof of this. So like, I've been like checked, like watching videos. There's a person in Manassas that does it. So I'm going to those. Like, I want to see this work. I want to see if they're like, are they legitimately like pulling evidence and being able to convince these people they're talking to like a dead relative, or is it just like a, a carnival game? Yeah, right? yeah. And the only way to do that is to like go experience it, 
right? Be, be, be skeptical, but with an open mind. You should absolutely be skeptical, right? But it doesn't mean the lack of scientific evidence doesn't mean like something's not happening. Like what I like to say about UFOs, right? If 99% of the UFOs can be explained, what about the 1%? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like <laughs> right? I look at like so many things and not, not just so many things I look at. I'm like, I don't have the answers, but I'm happy to um, keep an open mind, but, and, we're but also be, you know, I'm always skeptical too. cynical yeah. that I can't get, Me too. can't get out of that. So it's sort of like, you're I, always kind of like, I think people would say that I'm not now, but it's really because I've been spending time with a topic. Right. Right. Like it's Reiki, right? Well, that's bullshit. Well, it makes me feel better. Yeah, actually, this is the thing. <laughs> right? Because everyone's like, so someone got in my ass on Twitter, like, oh, that's bullshit. I, th I thought better of you, Chris. I'm like, well, have you tried it, man? Like, because if you don't, if you haven't tried it, you're entitled to an opinion, but I might not think of much of it if you haven't tried it. Well, and, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? And, and regardless of, you know, whatever, like, uh, since, but since I'd say the last, especially last, I would say post, like, really after we did our talk in CERN. Yeah, was when I noticed uh, all these improvements in just your personality and mood to your physical fitness yep. and health and just Reiki, man. general like being around you. You've been yeah. like a super positive influence on my life um, in, in terms of the advice you've given and the, the conversations we have. So, um, yeah, man, like regardless, it's 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 working for you. Yeah. And, uh, and I think people should try things, right? Like right. most of us pay enough money. We can afford it. Yep. And then like, yeah, like, I think I was saying I was like, I came as a client. I was hurting. You know, I needed help. And then this modality was was improving my life, but it's expensive. Right. And so yeah. a lot of times I'll be like, well, you should learn to do it on yourself. Right. And the first of so the first step is to do Reiki on yourself. So I don't have to pay someone, you know, eighty hundred dollars an hour to do it for me. I can do it on myself. Sure. Right. And then the next step is you might, this next step of that is to be able to do it for others. And then, so when you do it for others, you're improving their quality of life and you're also getting to spend time with, uh, with spirit or however, you know, you're, you, you have, it's almost like a meditation for me. So like I get, I get to, I get to help somebody and I also get to meditate for an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it's the best of both worlds of like helping people. And that's why I'm like doing the hospice thing. Cause helping people that are dying, right? which, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you get some really good, great perspectives. Uh, from those folks on on the value of life and the yeah. value of time and the value yeah. of things like that. It's not something that I, I haven't had a lot of people in my life die. Right. So I felt compelled to like spend time with this to like understand that better. Because I've to go back to like taking book knowledge into applicable knowledge. I've read a lot of books on dying. I read a lot of books on like what happens when you die. But I haven't spent a lot of time with people who have died. Right. Like I don't my, my mom and dad are still here. Um, my grandmother died and my grandfather died a long time ago. So I haven't had a lot of death. I didn't have a lot. Of, I didn't have really have any soldiers that died for me. I had a few classmates that died, but I wasn't there. I didn't go to the funerals. Right. And so like, I really felt like this thing in my life that I needed to be able to come to terms with. Cause it's, it's, it's part of life. Like whether you want it to happen or not, eventually we do die. And especially when you hit this midpoint in your life. And, and when you, you know, hit 40 and late thirties, yeah, it's on like, your mind. You're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, I think I told you, I woke up, uh, what was it? I don't know if it was six months ago or three. I woke up one day and I was like, it, like I had a dream that it just like really crystallized. I was like, oh man, we, I can, you, everybody knows you die, but when you really think yeah. about it, it changes your perspective. Well, in America, a we bit. do everything we can not to think about it. Right, right. Um, Distraction. I know we're trying to get to the end, but yeah. so Wayne Dyer has a movie called The Shift, and you can watch it on YouTube. And it's all about like the how your life perspective changes in your 30s and 40s and 50s. And uh, like Wayne Dyer's like dying wish was like a million people to watch this movie. Um, so like if anyone's like in that zone of like, man, what, 
why am, what am I supposed to be doing? Like I'm in my thirties on, I'm not sure this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I would say go watch Wayne Dyer the shift. It's a little slow to watch, but it's, it's really good. And it talks about how, as you get older, your, your mind shifts from money and material objects to like, why am I here? And what is my purpose? Right. And that's okay. It's okay to think yeah. about that. Um, and then how do you, what is your purpose and how do you balance those things? So um, great movie. Uh, helped me get some perspective on that. Um, I watched a bit of that. I, I might've watched the whole, the whole thing. Actually. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about it before. So I, I took a look because whenever you recommend stuff. Yeah, I, like I said, it's a little slow to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little slow to watch, but there's some really good nuggets in there. Like, you know, there's the rich banker guy who's an ass. He's an just, asshole. Yeah, yeah. And there's the housewife that's like, am all I going to be as a mom? Yeah. Um, you know, and if you're, if you're shoving down who you want to be or who you actually are, that, does not lead to happiness and health, right? And you're entitled to that. You're you're absolutely entitled to be who you are and do the things that you feel like you should be here to accomplish. Um, and so it's okay to like start to have other hobbies or you know once kids are able to like mostly manage themselves. Like I think in the movie, the lady's like, uh, "Husband, you can manage them for a week." He's like, "What?" Like, <laughs> figure it out, homie. Yeah. Right. And because she was going into like, well, she wanted to be an artist and she had like stifled that, that creativity and wanting to be an artist and decided rightfully so to like, well, I'm still alive. And this, this brings me joy to do these things and I want to do it. So highly recommend that movie uh, to anybody that's like, like, oh man, like, I don't know what, sh what I should be doing. So there's just a, and like the, the, there's a lot of books and resources in the, like the doc that went with the hacking your happiness stuff that like, Everything I got, I like. I tried to put references and books to like help people out. Help, to, help, to actually yeah, how do you like? Yeah, because like, because yeah, the rabbit hole is pretty deep in there. It can be hard to navigate um, all the material there without without help. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, honestly, yeah, nice. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean, honestly, yeah. go ahead, oh, Sam. Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, no, so, no, you're fine. Cool. So like that's the other corner of the box, right? So right. I think we've hit them all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, tech, uh, tech, family, uh, spirituality, fitness. And yeah, it's just trying to balance, try, it, trying all to out. balance it all out, right? And then you got your square. You need to, you need to do that for longevity yep. and that's, for- To, to, for to bring that back. Yeah. It's And honestly, like, you know, I'm not, I think if you want to put, put it in a very applicable uh, way, and, and I haven't really gone down the, the, the the spirituality path. I've, I've more, you know, family folk. My focus has been keep my career good, uh, family and fitness. Those are the, the main things that I like to, uh, to focus on, but oh yeah, um, I mean, I'm not pushing on anybody. It's just, no, what's no, working no, for me, not, right? yeah, yeah, no. works for me and I'm open to anyone that wants to chat about it. Sure. Um, if anyone's in Northern Virginia and wants to come meet me and talk about it, absolutely willing to. Plus um, you'll be at conferences, I'm sure. Like Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything scheduled, but yes. Um, yeah, I'm but, sure you will. Uh, I'm accessible to talk to anybody that wants to talk about tech shit or life shit. <laughs> yeah. No, you're like, I think I tweeted out, you're like one of the realest people I know. Yeah, I mean, DMs shit, open, talk like, about genuine. You're the real deal, man. You're, you're honest. Trying trying to be. It's yeah. hard, man. Yeah, like, it it's hard to like get raw out there in these days, this day and age. Yeah. It well, is. I think it is, but I think that connects with people, right? Like, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the whole reason I, you know, posted that initially on Twitter is that, you know, it was just one of those days that I was feeling it. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I, I, I need a break. I need, I need to disconnect somehow for a little bit. I'm taking on too much again. Um, but we, we have a tendency to only talk about the, like the cool shit that we do. Right. Yeah. Like everybody puts on their best, their happy face. And, 
And then we hear about whoever that's got cancer, you know, commit suicide or whatever. Right. And you're like, holy shit, right? Like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, there's that, no, that, that, that's, that's the solution, right? Yeah, there's no spiritual Twitter. There's no InfoSpec spiritual Twitter. Although I, I, there's actually a lot of people that are down with that stuff. I get a lot of DMs about yeah. it when I'm willing to talk about it. So there probably should be InfoSec spiritual Twitter. Um, but yeah, we don't talk about our fails nearly as often as we should. That's why the, the toxicity, the toxicity sometimes on Twitter is really obnoxious because yeah. it's like, you realize there are not that many of us in, in, in reality, like the, the world that we live in this industry, it's, it's very small. I mean, it's a few thousand, right? It's, it's not, yeah. it's not a huge, huge, uh, set of folks. And so like, um, these are the people that are most similar to you in some form or fashion that you, you are connected to them. Uh, and so, you know, I, I've been guilty at times too. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting up here on a, a, a soapbox because oh, I, I definitely have like, toxic. I still, even to this day, I'll be like, oh, this person's pissing me off. I'll make some snarky tweet. And I try to like yeah. rein it back in and be like, that's, is that really the best, per is that the best way you can act? Like, yeah, I've, you know, I had a goal last year to not, not tweet negative shit. Yeah. And man, I've deleted a lot of tweets and I've like, had a lot of drafts. <laughs> I've had a lot of drafts. A lot of drafts. Because, uh, like, you know, like yeah. get someone tweets and your nostrils get going. You're like, yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. You know, and you're like, somebody on the internet's wrong. They're wrong. To about the rest of the And uh, yeah, it's like, well, is that, is that, is that giving positivity out? Like, how am I helping the situation to even, even like or retweet something? And not that I'm perfect because I like lots of negative yeah, shit. I'm like, mm. I'm not perfect, but like, I really try to do that mental, is. mental, like, is this positive or is this negative? And try not to, to get into, I mean, and I, I fail occasionally. We all do. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Wake up, like, I'm going to, I'm learning. Yeah. I just kind of, I'm just going to rant. Um, but yeah, cause again, you know, if you're looking at universal laws, like in law of attraction, you get back, what you put out, what you put out, you get back. So if I'm putting out negativity, I can't get pissed at myself when when negative shit's coming back at me, or that's all I see, because that's that's what I'm and, giving out. And for what it's worth, I totally feel that you know if you if you go into a, a if you if you go into a situation with a pissy attitude, it, it, whether it's energy or whether it's just yeah. people recognizing your posture, your face, whatever, and being like, yeah, I stay that person's yeah, I, like, I'm bringing me down. Like yeah, to do to do a little science. I mean, because we have our heart is electric. Is, has electric current, we are giving out EMF all the time, right? And yeah. the theory is that you can, if I'm giving out like a negative vibe to you, you can pick it up because because yeah. it's vibration and we're close enough, right? So like when you go into a room and you can tell someone's all all chapped up, like that's because they're giving that energy out. When we, when we, that's basic science. When we're done right? with our lunches, dude, I am in such a, a these days yeah. when we go to lunch, I'm in such a like ready to get stuff done, like positive, you know, yeah. kick-ass sort of. I try to live know, every day like that. So uh, yeah, like it's, it's. Yeah, that, that's also in the talk is like um, choosing your highest excitement right. when you have a chance. And so when I started observing, like, do I have the ability to choose what I want to do? And most of the time I do, like, I'll just do that. Well, of these options, which is more interesting. And I'll do that. And my day is so much better when I do that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not to say that it wasn't, by the way, that, you know, didn't enjoy, but the, the, the mood now after you know, the last couple of years of you working on yeah. these things, like, man, when, like I say, I mean, it's, I'm always happy to have lunch with you, but now when I walk away, it's like, man, like you've given some good advice, like really yeah. 
pumped up and, and it's, it's always, yeah, I, want, uh, I mean, it's always I, really I'd say like, if I had to like just a, the energy you're giving off, I'd if say. I, if I had like a, a goal for the next 20 years, it's to be on the spirituality side as impactful or more impactful than I've been on the tech side oh, wow. of like giving advice and blogging about concepts and taking my engineer and technologist perspective on some of these ton on these concepts and bring the stuff out of like, the dude with dreadlocks that needs to take a bath and into uh, what are procedures and techniques? How do we break down these concepts and the things that people like us technicians can use? Right. Cause I think you can. Um, so if I had a goal, that would be the goal is to, like, to be that impactful, accessible, accessible, practical. Yeah. Sure. Make it like not make it, make it not be woo woo. Right? right. Cause that when I hear woo woo, like uh, Mubix had a great point. He's like, you say woo woo and I just stopped listening to you. I was like, you're right, man. And so like I've removed that from vocabulary for the most part when I talk about spirituality because I'm experimenting with it. Yeah. If, it if I don't find any evidence I, yeah. or, or impact to me, then cool, I drop it. I think you do that to, to recognize other people's potential perspective on it. Yeah. But in reality, like if you believe, if you believe it you know, or, you know, this is something that's, yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. But I think is what he's saying. But I get why you do it. So you, you want to put some perspective yeah. on and be like, I'm not like completely. You don't want people to think you're completely like naive and, mm -hmm. and just buy, like you, you put a lot of thought into this. So, mm -hmm. but I know we have to. I know Seth said he has to wrap up. I mean, this has been a great conversation. I mean, this is. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we could go on for at least an hour, right? Easy. You know, we're, we're going to have to reprise this again, Chris, at some point. You know, okay, man. Like, I, I don't know. You've given me you give me a lot of good things to talk, think about as well. Like, I, I mean, even personally, I you know, I think you and I are pretty much the same age. And yeah. It, like, I I don't know. At some point, we should talk about like kind of you know, background. It'd be interesting to talk about the background that I come from too, right? Because like I come up, I come from a very like religious community. Right. And I've got a lot of kind of negative hangups with spirituality because of that. I, do. Right? I, 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 I have a hard time approaching it because I'm like, man, I like I just see I see the abuse patterns and I see other things. And I'm like, I don't want to introduce any of that to like my kids, especially. Right. right? That's that's where I get like, all, you know, fuck that shit. Like we're, you Me know, I, like. Yeah, I, I, I was brought up like fundamental Baptist, no drinking. Yeah, everybody, yep. you're going to hell. You're going to hell. Fire brimstone. Everything you do is wrong. It took Which me. Makes a, sense. It took me a long, and I'm, I still have hangups on it. I'll find myself like I have slipping back into infinite that. love for you, but if you don't do these things, you're going to burn forever in right. eternity. That's weird yeah. shit to say to I'm, somebody. You I'd know. say the spirituality that I practice is love based, and anytime you're introducing fear. Uh, into that, then you, in my opinion, are kind of in, in you've gotten into the wrong area. Yeah. You've, you've drifted way too far. Potentially misinterpreted. Yeah. 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 Fear and control where I think um, the spirituality that I'm in more into is, is love and uh, understanding your purpose and free will. Uh, but understanding that your free will does not include hurting others. Right. Cause that's not love based. Right. So, yeah, and I'm happy yeah, I, to talk to you about that as much as you want. That's that's my jam. Yeah, yeah, and and we should like it. Be fun to go, you know, get a drink and talk through some of that because it, it does sound very similar. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't mean, I'm still, hour here. Yeah, yeah, still working through a lot of that baggage, yeah. man. I got lots of baggage, and uh, but yeah. just gotta work through it. Yeah, like I, I'd like to think that I'll, that happened. That happened for a reason, and that reason is that I need to work through it. Yeah. <laughs> 
when when something bad happens, like, well, I guess I need to work through this. It's it's triggering some some shit. So well, now you're helping other people through work through it too. So yeah, people should feel free to hit me up, man. Um, uh, I'll volunteer my time as much as possible, and then you're certain people are certainly welcome to pay for it as well. But um, I'll try to volunteer time and advice or or my perspective on something. I hate to say advice, but um, if, I'll try to do my best to answer questions as long as it's not too time intensive. Cool. Yeah, awesome. So best place to find you is just Twitter for those people. Yeah. Twitter. Open oh, my DMS are open. Okay. And, uh, I don't, I don't get pushes, but I do check Twitter probably more than I should. So uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely get it. Or if, if, if you're really needing my attention and I'm not seeing it, you know, at me, I think I will get a note if you at me. Yeah. So um, maybe not. And, and my email is pretty easy to come by as well. It's just Chris at Carlinage. So. Sweet. Well, Chris, again, we appreciate you coming on, taking the time yeah, know, of course to share so. your perspective and, you know, yeah, I'm, like, and all I'm fucking pumped after this one. This is a good one. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Sweet. Uh, thank you guys for your friendship and let me be on the show, man. Always, always a blast hanging out with you guys and hopefully people got something out of it. So. Thank you. It was really, really good. Sweet. So. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Ken, anything else that we need to bring up? I think just we've got we got the training at AppSec Global in Tel Aviv. Um, but other than that, I, I think you'll be at LocomocoSec if people want to connect with you. Yeah, yeah, in a few weeks. Uh, I said the 14 or the, the conference runs, the training days, I think 15th and 16th and 17th, 18th, 19th, I want to say, or the uh, actual conference dates. But I'll be there the uh, entire week. Uh, uh, so if you want to talk, if you want to chat, um, Hit me up. Uh, you can do the. Uh, you can if you send to absolute. You can do cktricky at gmail.com or absolute appsec at gmail.com um, or Twitter and uh, you can be, hang out. Yep. Meet up. Cool. Yep. Or find us on the Slack channel. I mean, we're we're pretty active on you know Twitter for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, and I think next week we've got uh, your. Who is it that's coming on, Ken? Uh, my boss, actually. Uh, I, he, I say that because he hates it when I say my boss. But uh, no, he is my, uh, technically, he is my boss. Um, so Greg Osa, who was one of, and he'll get into this. He, bottom line is um, he, from the AppSec perspective, went from where GitHub was in its initial stages to where it is now, building up an AppSec team and a program. And so those insights, I promise you, will be, useful to you, especially if you're building an AppSec program. Um, so definitely tune in for that one. It's next uh, Tuesday. So yeah, next cool. week. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining. Uh, thanks for the, the comments, the ones that did come in. There was a few on Twitter, um, but, uh, or a few on YouTube, I think. So, and we'll see everybody next week. All right. See thanks you. again.